Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into our fearless beer review, then we get into our vinyl pickup stuff we've listened to this week, and then we round it out with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler, way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Go give us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, all the social media is at Asinine Radio. And now that we have the boring intro out of the way, let's jump right into our fearless beer review. Yeah. So we decided to go to do something a little bit different uh, over the next few weeks. We're actually going to be trying non-alcoholic beer for the next maybe two or three weeks. So um, we got the same beer today, Jeff and I do. What do we have? What do we have today? You there? Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking. I, was, I, went, to, I went to go get it from the fridge. Oh, <laughs> well, I finished talking. Oh, well, that was fast. Okay. Yeah. No, we have we have non we have non-alcoholics here. Heineken's double zero zero point zero alcohol free. <laughs> And per Heineken's website, it says that it's completely alcohol-free. There's none. Yes, on on Beer Advocate, it says it has 0.05% ABV. Well, um, I guess I'll trust Beer Advocate over the manufacturer. <laughs> so. so we have to drink a lot of these to actually get drunk. There's no there's no alcohol. We're not going to be drinking well, a million. It says, it says 0.05, and I will drink a million. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so so non-alcoholic Heineken. Um, it's surprising how many um, of these big brands have non-alcoholic beer. So, um, yeah, let's just let's just jump right into it. Let's jump right into it. Okay, okay. I'm Here we go. I mean, open it. Yet. Oh yeah, are you pouring yours? I'm, I'm just gonna drink no, mine. Drink from the bottle. You always drink Heineken from a bottle. Always. I, I see exactly. Okay, good. I'm always. glad you agree. Glad you agree with that. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Wow. Mm. That is not nearly as bad as I was expecting. Mm-mm, not at all. Wow. It has a little bit more of like a coppery taste than normal Heineken. It's not as skunky, which kind of sucks because I love the skunky beer. I mean, that's like the worst part of Heineken's. But, oh, uh, dude, that's the best part of the Heineken. It's the skunky. But this is really not bad. Wow. I'm, I'm surprised. It's more it's more like Heineken light tasting. But uh, but yeah, yeah. There is, it is a little more full-bodied than a, than a Heineken light. It's drier weird. too. It doesn't have like a bite at the end. I, as weird as that sounds, because Heineken's, you never expect them to have a bite, but this is like a, has a really dry finish. It's weird. It's not bad. No. I'll finish it. I mean, you have a six pack. I, so have five, well. I have five fucking more. Yeah. So <laughs> I know we were forced to buy six packs. So this is what I, we're going to be drinking on the, or at least I'm going to be drinking on the pod. So, um, yeah, so we have our let, let's rate the the Heineken zero, uh, based off of our world famous three point rating system, where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink, one is a bad beer but give it a shot, and zero is a drain pour. So what do you got for this Heineken zero? Go. So I'm looking at Beer Advocate here, and the style is not non alcoholic beer; it's low alcohol beer. So maybe because somebody <sighs> put in low alcohol beer, it automatically reverts to a point zero five percent rating. Because if yeah, it was a non-alcoholic, maybe. then it would be zero zero. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I was always under the impression that that non-alcoholic beer still has some alcohol in it, but it's always like such a small amount that it's almost impossible to get drunk from. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So like, what, what, so what do you give this one? As far as my rating, this is like a this is a one, right? This is a, a perfect one. I I glad I tried this. Perfect it was one. fun. It's a solid. I would never buy this again. <laughs> the fuck is the point? I'm not in the recovery phase yet, so I don't need non-alcoholic <laughs> beers. Okay, I get it. I get it. So a one. Um, I mean, I'm gonna. I'll give this a one point five. It really isn't bad at all. I wouldn't buy it again, only because I, I prefer regular Heineken and I prefer regular beer. But this is way better than I was expecting. I was expecting just. Pure garbage. Dude, this is this is much better. Ten dollars for a six pack. I know, right? Well, mine was like eleven. And there's no alcohol in it. I know that that's like, another thing that makes no sense. It? There's no booze in it. 
But <clears throat> damn, it's like make me really burpy though. That's Heineken, baby. Nah, Heineken doesn't make me this burpy. That's New nah, York. <laughs> All right. So yeah, Heineken Zero, I gave it a one point five, you gave it a one out of three. Not bad. I drink uh eh, maybe I'll give it a two. I drink it again. Who knows? Wow, don't give it a two. What are you talking Okay, I'll keep it at a one point five. Don't get too crazy, okay. <laughs> oh, just wait. Buckle up, buddy boy. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our vinyl stuffs. Stuff we picked up, stuff we've been listening to. And like I said, that leads into the songs of the week. So what do you got, Jeff? Go. Mm. Uh I got Goldfingers. This was a, a Goldfinger's Hello Destiny album. This was a record store day release. And uh, mm-hmm. I think this is the only time it's ever been pressed on, on the vinyls. So, Really? Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty sure. So I don't know. I picked it up. This is my third favorite uh, Goldfinger. And it's probably the only other Goldfinger I'd ever buy, aside from the uh, Darren's Coconut Ass uh, live You don't live have hang-ups, though. No, oh, well, I mean, yeah. So, like, sorry, there's only... I won't buy anything Affordable. else after this in my in my rankings. So one, two, and then three. This is my third favorite. Oh, okay. Got it, got it, got it. But uh it's good. This is a good solid album. It's it's not like the best, but it's just it's got good pop punk goldfinger and then enough of that ska sound in there to make it worthwhile, to make it listenable multiple times. And uh it's I don't know, it's just really good. It's solid. It's it's a good album. I remember I remember listening to it when we did when did we do Goldfinger last? I don't even remember. But no, I, I liked it, and I saw how cheap it is. It's only like twenty bucks. You should buy so it. I it's might, good. I might pick it up too. I, I really, I really might because I, I like the song that you threw on the playlist for the week. Yeah, so, yeah. I'll, I'll probably pick it up if I see it in the wild. I will for it's, sure. It's cheap. It's on like gold vinyl. It's got like mm. thicker cardstock. Like the gatefold is like thicker, and it's um, it's like that laminate cover, not like cardboard. It's like slick, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sha, sha, sha. So it's good. It's good. I don't know. All right. Um, what else you got? Bad Religion. No Control. No oh, Control. As uh, Blinks, Blinks would say. Yeah, so like this <laughs> this one specifically is just the only one that I ever thought that I wanted because obviously like I Want to Conquer the World was from the first uh, Punkorama that I ever got. And then You was on Tornax Pro Skater 2. So like kind yes. of growing up, the two biggest bad religion songs that I remember are both on this record. So that's why it was just the only one that I really want. Um, until we do like a deeper dive into bad religion, then maybe I'll be surprised. But until then, this is it. I'm good. I'm good with just this Same one. here. I, I only have the, the one bad religion and that's all I need. I mean, the album is so fucking good. It is good. But and after after I'm done with it, I'm like, okay, I got my fill. I don't need I don't need any more bad religion. Yeah, it's, dude, it's because the way Greg sings, man, it's just like, I don't it's even know. the fucking same, dude. It's, Nothing changes. But even almost sounds like condescending, too. Just like he's scolding me or something. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. But but it is it is just really good, like, more aggressive punk from this era. Yeah. It's good ah, stuff. It's good stuff. So what else you got? Oh, that last one was kind of nasty, though. That little sip of that. <laughs> There, there's a little aftertaste there. There's a little aftertaste there. I don't know what it is. There is. There is. And that's not in the Heineken, though. It's almost like, I don't know. I'll come back. I'll come I'm back. I'm telling there. you, it's like, it's like this dry thing. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know what it is. Um, another one I, I got here is the B-52s, their first album. I just got a better copy than the one that I had. This The copy that I have now is just like immaculate, so I'm super happy about it. It's still like a 79 pressing, so it's still an original run. But uh, I I absolutely love this album. This album is so goddamn good. This band is just not talked about enough, aside mm-hmm. from just being the band that did Love Shack, which is the more popular song that they did. Whereas like Rock Lobster is just like fuck, man. If you don't listen to that song in a long time and then listen to it again, you forget like how amazing that song is. And there's just so I... much, so much guitar going into this band. It's unreal. So much. What do you think? Okay, okay. I, I just I I don't like Rock Lobster. I really how really do don't like fucking, that song. I've like, never really, liked. How it. do you not like Rock Lobster? Do you not like how, I, how catchy it is? Do you not I like how like, fun it is? Do you not like how like amateur punk it sounds? I hate his voice. How surf I hate it is? His fucking voice. So it's just Fred voice. Schneider. You just don't like Fred Schneider. It's one hundred percent Fred Schneider. Yeah, one hundred percent. He he absolutely destroys the song. He's got that cool I like can't like, stand his like voice. talky sort of singy type of thing about him, but also is very it's goofy. Like a, it's like 
it's like a really annoying Devo. I, I, I just I can't stand it. Cannot stand his voice. Dude, this this album, this this self-titled B52's album is just it's unreal. It truly is unreal. The guitar stuff in here, like when you said that there wasn't enough guitar, there's a lot in there, but it's like it's buried under the goofiness and everything. But there's a lot of surf rock here. Like every song has like a good no, I, amount of surf rock to it. I mean, you could hear it on Rock Lobster, definitely, but it's it's not enough. It's too buried. Everything is too buried. Like the f- vocals are too much in the forefront, and it, the whole song is just about the vocal melody, and that's it. I mean, that's like most songs that are in the pop realm or are vocals yeah. front, but they have which three is, three people which is singing fine. here, which is fine. But Fred, but Fred Schneider, that's the name, right? Fred yeah, Schneider? Fred Schneider. Yeah, he's just he's annoying. I found out that when I was doing some research on the B fifty twos, I found out their their guitarist Ricky Wilson died of uh, he had eight, he contracted HIV and then died while they're making their third album but never told anybody except for one of the guys in the band the, we didn't, like the drummer or something so nobody knew he died or he didn't tell anybody that he had HIV he didn't tell anybody I mean he, he couldn't tell anybody that he died I guess because after you die you can't tell anybody I guess you <laughs> well, can I know, you but, leave notes or something but no, no he, but I mean, he like, didn't tell anybody he until died. like the last moment until essentially the oh, hospital okay. called his sister because his sister's in the band the hospital called his sister and like hey like you know, your brother has HIV and he has like two months to live. You should probably come down here. And then like he died like months later. Fuck. It was like thirty two. That's, that's fucking crazy. I know, fucking nuts. Like destroyed the band just because they yeah. didn't know how to deal with it. So I don't. Know, that was interesting. But great so band. They broke up after after he died. Um, they kind of just slowed down. They broke up briefly, intermittently here and there. But they still. Came, I mean, Love Shack came out after he died. Really, I had no idea. Love, love. Shack. I thought I thought they were a band that just that continued to put out records all the time up until now. I think they have like six, six albums, seven mm-hmm. albums, six albums. Okay, yeah, I had no idea. God, they're so good. You're just you. This is this is going on the list of things that Tyler is so wrong about, and it's it's not liking the B fifty twos. So wrong. Uh, oh, another thing I got. Oh, that so that was also a gift from from a um a regular at the bar. He gave me like six albums, I think it was, and that was one of them. And so some of the other stuff that I put on today's playlist is also from that gift. And another one is Booker T and the MGs. Yeah, what is this? Uh, so this is this band did uh, the song Green Onions. At ding 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 ding. You know that song? You know that song? No, I'm not familiar with it. You know Green Onions. Everybody knows Green Onions. So that's what they did. They're an instrumental band that that were really popular in like the '60s. They did a lot of like studio work for various bands at the, at the Stax Record House, the Stax House or something like that. So they were kind of mm-hmm. like this the the studio band. So if you had stuff you wanted to cut, like songs or records or whatever. Did have a band? They would do it for you. They would they would be there. They, they played with like Otis Redding, just like a ton of people, but also put out their own music, and it's all instrumental. And uh, they put it out as Booker T and the MGs. This one's called Hip Hugger. This is like their fifth album, I think. But it's got Booker T, who plays the the piano, the 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 Hammond organ, and then a guitarist, bass player, and then a drummer. And they do a lot of covers. Um, they do some original stuffs, but it's all it's all just instrumental, and it's all fucking great. These guys are so yeah, good. Yeah, I like that. The song, the song on the playlist, I really dug. I really, really liked it. This is their cover of uh, the the uh, "Get Ready" by Smokey Robinson, but then also that other band okay. did it. Fucking that psychedelic band. That's kind of cool. Rare Earth. They fucking. did the fucking. Oh, they're a pretty cool band. I always forget about them. They have that that live album that I have that I think you have too probably, but it's yeah. really really good. It has like a twenty minute rendition of "Get Ready." Um, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's good stuff, <laughs> man. Check out Booker T. Booker T and the MGs. Cool name too. Booker T. WWF Booker T when you fought uh, Stone Cold in the uh, supermarket grocery store (laughs) the best the best thing to ever come out of professional wrestling that that's my favorite by far that that may be like yeah that may be the best (laughs) thing that's ever come out of wrestling that was that was truly amazing (laughs) that was good I highly recommend everybody go watch Booker T versus Stone Cold Steve Austin fighting at the grocery store it's so fucking funny (laughs) oh my god wild all right what else you got uh this other thing i got it's called madness this <laughs> band called madness from from jolly old london england sir that's king's english, king's english. yep see we remembered we yes we do mm-hmm. we are proper englishmen we are um we still say burn mouth it was kind of funny because 
I, I feel like we were just talking about how much I just dislike two tone music. I just I can't stand it. I think it's annoying. Because yeah, I was listening to the specials a couple of days ago. That's right. That's what it was. And then the guy gave me this record, and I looked it up, and I was like, oh fuck, this is like two tone English shit. But I felt <laughs> obligated to listen to it. And this is way more like new wavy ska with like punk influence there than it is two tone. And uh, but the two tone is still very much there. No, in the song though. No, you, in the song, no. come on, no guy, it is, no guy, it is guy. Come on, nah. come on. No, so so no, you're wrong. This is very like ska driven, not two tone per se, and also very new wavy. So there's a lot of things dancing around it, but it's not it's not putting the two tone in the front. And that's why I like it. That's why I'm gonna keep this. The song I chose is absolutely amazing. This album is absolutely amazing. This band is absolutely amazing. I never even listened to them. <laughs> I've never heard of them. I, I don't. I don't understand why you don't like two tone. It doesn't make any sense. It's fucking you like annoying. every other. You like every other kind of genre or subgenre of that, except for two tone. I don't understand it. Never liked it. Never will. I think it's disgusting. Truly disgusting. Disgust me. <laughs> it makes no sense. I think it's just it's just stupid. It's dumb. There's nothing to it. It's dumbed down ska, or just it's not good enough to be like third wave. It's just stupid. <laughs> Can't stand it. Did you like this song though that I put? I did. No, I liked it. I did like it. Fucking better. Like but it. I, I disagree. I think the two tone is more prominent than you're you're making it out to be. It's not. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not in the forefront, but it's still very much there. It's and there. It's noticeable. But they're not. They're not relying on it. It's it's there because no. they're just a product of the time of the area. This is very yeah. ska sounding. If anything else, the two tone is just there because it permeated into their their psyche. But this is a ska song. It's okay. so good. Right. It's fine. It was good. I also like to hear not the best, but it was good. That's that's silly. This is this song alone is better than anything the specials have ever done in their lives. Fact. <sighs> You're exhausting. I like hearing. I like hearing already. I like hearing British people like sing talk where because like he, he says night boat to Cairo, but you're like night boat to Cairo. But it's got like that that English accent, so you can really, really pick it up, and, and um, makes me laugh, makes me giggle. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so yeah, that's it, man. That's all I got, except for my my pick of the week, which was just something that blew my mind this week because it's so goddamn good. This guy's named Hound Dog Taylor. You've heard of this guy? I've never ever heard of him. No, I I never heard of him either. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. He plays like that that slide guitar thing. A little bit before George Thorogood, so let's see if it's if it's anything good. And it was like amazing. He plays so Hound Dog Taylor. He he's from somewhere else, and then migrated up to Chicago because the reason why he got the name Hound Dog was because he was always chasing ladies. And I guess somewhere down in like sense. the Delta, he was chasing like white ladies and got chased Ooh. around by the Klan and had to like hide out in a ditch for like three nights until the Klan like dissipated and left him alone. And then, like, the went up fuck? to Chicago to get away. <laughs> what, what year was this? Like, the 1940s or something? 50s? Yeah, this was... He, he would, So, like, he died when he was 60, and he didn't really get popular until he was about mid to late 40s. So, like, he Shit. wasn't even a thing until then. Like, his first record wouldn't come out till he was, like, 50. Like, one Damn. of those type of things. Yeah. But he... Uh, yeah, so he went up to Chicago, just played clubs the whole time, and he drank a lot. Like, a fuck ton. And... Before he would start like every show, he'd always have a shot of like whiskey. I think he he drank Canadian uh, Canadian club whiskey it was like his favorite. Oof. Always had a shot of whiskey and always down to beer before every single show, and then continued to drink during the show and stuff. So he would just get really raucous, really drunk, and just have like a lot. Of, he'd just have a good time. And his other like Sounds stick like was he only played guitars that you would buy at like Sears or just like the shittiest fucking guitars, yeah, the worst possible guitars. guitars. Yeah. And every amp he ever played through was always broken. Like the speakers were always fucking caved in. This is just shit amps. And so because of all of this, he developed like this unique sound. And the sound was very gritty and very shit. And like the record I have, it's it's a it's a pressing, I think it was like when it came out, like 73 or something, 72. But it sounds dirty, dude. It sounds like somebody worked really hard to get that kind of dirty tone. When in actuality. Wait, this was the 1970s, this record? I think it was 70, yeah. Wow. Yeah, because it does sound really, like, it sounds like 40s, like the 1940s, like a recording from then. Yeah, this is 77. The one I have is 73. His first one came out 71. 
Damn. So yeah, it, so he got this sound just because he was too cheap to buy anything else, and that's that's all he that's all he played on. I like that though. I love that. But dude, this guy is so like George Thurgood was a roadie for him for a while, and so it, it makes sense that George Thurgood like took a lot from him, which also took from Elmore James, like another kind of like sly guitarist that played like that, that sounded like that. So, uh, but like, I really, really like George Logan a lot. I like the way he plays guitar, but now I like this guy better because he does everything George Thorogood does, but he does a little bit faster. He picks it up a lot quicker and like the pacing gets faster and his band was only a three piece, never had a bass player, never needed one because nobody could play the bass fast enough to keep up with them. Like when they play like a 12 bar (laughs) blues, nobody could play the bass fast enough to keep up. So it was just, it was just two guitars and a drummer. And then I guess, too, yeah, there's so many weird facts about this guy. He had six fingers on each hand. No. Yes. Fucking fact, <laughs> What dude. the fuck? No way. It's like, an, it's like a, a thing called, like, I'm going to butcher it, but it's like something like periodactyl or something disease, where it's not like an elongated finger. It's more like a nub, like a quarter-sized finger that just oh, sticks okay. out. But he had one in each hand, and one night when he was really, really drunk, fucking cut one off with a razor. His own finger cut it off with a razor. What the fuck? I, I'm, I assume it has no bone or anything, right? I think it's just just like meat. Yeah, but some just of his nails. I was, I was looking them up. Some of I think it's just yeah. Meat. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, but yeah, he cut it off with a fucking straight razor oh, when he was drunk. Fuck, that's fucking wild. Like I said, he drank a lot, and one time, like him and his, his other guitarists used to fight a lot because they drank and would fight. And one time they were fighting so so aggressively that that hound dog went upstairs and grabbed a gun and tried to kill him and shot him three times, like one in the shoulder, one in the arm, one in the leg. So it didn't kill him. The the guitarist pressed charges, and before hound dog could go to jail, he developed like like uh, throat cancer because he smoked so many fucking cigarettes. And then while he was in the hospital, he asked for the guitarist to come in. He apologized to him, so they made amends. And then he died like days later. Holy shit. <laughs> hope i never heard of this guy i've never heard of this guy either but god damn it's so good this album is fantastic i'm I'm down to get this album because i really dig the song let's play let's play a little bit of the song then uh your pick it's a buster's boogie from hound dog taylor That drummer sounds like he could barely keep up. <laughs> he's so he's so sloppy. He's like missing fills and oh man, that's good. That, that's fucking solid, man. It's it is really really good. And and one of the one of the things that that Hound Dog was known for was just kind of being not very good at anything. Just just didn't really couldn't really do anything that great. And and Hound Dog would always say like he wanted to be remembered as somebody who couldn't play shit. But made it sound really, really good. Like that's really <laughs> true because like nothing yeah. he does is that extraordinary. But damn, dude, it sounds fucking loud and it sounds aggressive. 
It's fast. I, I, even the bass player, like he was, he was ripping it up too, just cause, out of necessity because because the guitar's going so quick. That was that was really cool. That's if a, you look at the cover, that's if a you guitarist. look at the cover, <laughs> that's a guitarist, dude. That's a guitarist, dude. Um, <laughs> the guitar he's playing on the cover. I'm looking at it right now. It, it's like a total fucking bootleg like strat slash like gibson sg like it looks it's bizarre looking it has like all these fucking knobs on the bottom it it's reminds a weird me of guitar it, it reminds me of that that airline guitar that jack white plays or played that that yeah. sears airline that that he like spent his whole life fucking reimagining and putting in fine-tuning and making better and making it sound great whereas like this guy probably literally found this in the back of a fucking dumpster and just plugged it in and played <laughs> And also, like, yep. so there's, like, not a lot written about him in one space, so you have to go to various sites. And somebody actually gave me, at the record store, somebody actually gave me a, an encyclopedia, a blues musician's encyclopedia. It's called Blues Who's Who. And it's just a uh-huh. fat fucking book that's, like, I don't know how many pages is this. 800 pages long, and it's just... Jesus. There's it's, Every single page has, like, four or five different blues musicians in it with a little excerpt They just about gave them. it to you? Yeah. People, people give me shit all the time, and so <laughs> I, I the wrong business, dude. I had to go through shit. like four different different sites plus this book just to find a good, comprehensive history on this guy, because there's just there's just not a lot, and and also everything yeah. else that I read that this was like the era, um, which is so cool. It's such a, a small minor thing, but it's so cool that they were always in tune, but it was always just uh, in tune with them with each other, right? They, they mm-hmm. never tuned to a tuner. Or they didn't have like a pitch pipe. It was just, here, hit your E and let's match them up and then tune to that. So if that E got out of tune by the next day, they would retune to that E. So that E could, could be an F <laughs> at some point. I mean, that's cool. It's really cool, but kind of annoying too. <laughs> oh, I fucking love it. So good. Uh, dude, I, I think it would, it would probably suck to play in his band. It probably would really, really suck. Because it's shit think, like that. I think like for a long, cause man, it's, it's, he didn't get success till he was like 50. So it's just, it's bizarre that he, he spent so much time just playing in, in, in house bars and stuff. And like another article I read too said that they were, they were interviewing a guy who had hung out with Hound Dog Taylor at the time. And he would say Hound Dog Taylor would play at these bars for free. He'd be like the house band, just play by himself. And all he would do is work for whiskey and then at the end of the night, when the bars closed, Hound Dog would invite his other musician friends. And then after the bar was closed already, right? So everyone else is gone. That's when like the real party started, and it would just be like the musicians jamming till like six in the morning, drinking a fuck ton of whiskey. That's that sounds fucking rad. That's so. Cool. That sounds really rad. That see, that's a show I'd go see. That's what I want to see. <laughs> but instead, yeah. we're seeing Bleeding Through next next month. That'll be fun though. We'll see Bleeding. Yeah, sure, that'll be uh, that'll be something. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. <laughs> and you got to take that shot of Jaeger before it's tradition, man. Dude. Tradition. You got to just do it. Don't right. be a bitch. I, I'll do it. I just not, no promise it's going to stay down. And <laughs> It'll be even more fun if it doesn't stay down. Oh, so gross. So gross. <laughs> Peer yeah. pressure, baby. That's all you got. Okay. That's, it. That's it's all you got. That's all she wrote. All right. My, uh, what, what I listened to this week... Uh, let's start with uh, our girl Gwen Stefani and her band No Doubt. Um, uh, Be- the Beacon Street Collection picked this one up from a store in Costa Mesa. I don't even remember what it's called now. It's at the the Lab. If you're familiar with the Lab, uh, it's in there. It's like a converted old like Airstream trailer. Uh, kind of cool, but very very fucking hipster. Um, yeah, this is a um, Beacon Street Collection. It's never been pressed before. This is a bootleg. Or a, a counterfeit, as you said. Well, if it's never before. been pressed on vinyl, then I think that's a bootleg, not a counterfeit. You would consider this? Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. So, yes, it's a bootleg of their second record. And uh, the record originally came out in 1995. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is top of the line, no doubt, right here. I mean, go, listening to this, I listened to all their records again this last week. And, um, yeah, this is number two for sure. Tragic Kingdom and Beacon Street. And dude, this is a perfect combination of Tragic Kingdom and their self-titled. Has all the ska you want, but with a little bit of pop too. Love it. Love it to death. Okay. Right? Okay. 
But you didn't want anything. You're too fucking cool. That's my, I guess, fifth favorite. No doubt. I would, I would, no I would way. get it. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. Tragic for sure. That's easy. No, come on. Let's silly boy talk. Well, yeah. No doubts. No doubt. I love Saturn, and then Rocksteady, and then Beacon Street. What? But you didn't want this. They did have another copy, and you said, "Nope, I don't want. I'm a little bitch." <laughs> That's what you said. That's what I said. I heard you. I heard you say it. <laughs> Why didn't you want it? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I bought something that day and I was spending too much money. I don't know. Usually that's the reason yeah, that's, why. That's really weird. I I felt like you were like in this mood where like you refused to buy anything bootleg. Because I remember there was the same, it was like I think the next day you found the rentals record. You're like, no, I'm not going to buy that. Well, you're that's a big fuss about that it. That was because I realized that that White Rabbit is is mixing in bootlegs with non-bootlegs. And that I, I just find that. That dangerous. That pisses me off. I find that yeah. dangerous and I find that gross. And I, I think they're like misinforming people. And that's just, I think that's not cool. Well, they, they don't label whether or not it's a, it's a bootleg and or unofficial. And that's terrible. Yeah. So <laughs> I was in there like a while back and I was buying, I was buying a bootleg of something and I said, oh yeah, this is a bootleg. He's like, we don't call it bootlegs. We call it unofficial. But he kind of said it like sarcastically, uh-huh. but I know deep down he meant it. Yeah, I'm sure he did. It's a fucking bootleg, bro. <laughs> I have a lot of Grateful Dead bootlegs. I have like 10. But it's all like live bullshit that nobody wants to hear. Oh, oh. You, oh, like, the, you yo. like the Dwayne Allman one? No, that one is good. That, that's a good bootleg. I would actually get that one. Punk ass. Fucking tell me that. <laughs> I also got uh, Return of Saturn from the No Doubts. Uh, you picked this one up for me, right? You picked this one up for me? No. I, I asked and you said, no, nah, I don't oh. want to get it. Oh, oh that's, that's right. Yeah, said. no, you're right. I heard you. You're right, you're right. I picked this one up from White Rabbit. Speaking of, yeah. Picked it up from them. This is their fourth record from 2000. I mean, we really took a deep dive into No Doubt a few months back when we did Tragic Kingdom. So just go listen to the rankings. Oh, no, we did Rock Steady, not Tragic Kingdom. We did Rock Steady. Right. So go back and listen to that rankings episode because we, we get kind of deep into Return of Saturn and Beacon Street. And um, there's some bangers on Return of Saturn, right? Am I right? Dude, I love Return of Saturn. It's my third favorite. That just said. That's one of their worst. Second worst, but that's okay. third worst. Third worst. Sorry. Third the Bathwater is my also my favorite song from um, Return of Saturn. That, that honestly, that's a top five, no doubt song. I I wouldn't disagree with that. That's a banger, man. It's a good song. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's, let's jump to the next band, Panny Pannywise. Panny Pannywise. <laughs> 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 that's good. Um, Land of the Free. Uh, I got this one, sixth record from two thousand one. I mean, this is this is probably their most famous record, right? I think we talked about it when we did Straight Ahead. But yeah. um, I mean, it has Fuck Authority, which is that that and um, was it? Oh you snap God, again? I, think, the, I think I heard you snap. I did snap. Yeah. What, what's the fucking? Saw the them fucking song? No, the other Pennywise song. Why can't I even think of on what? Off, oh my god the the one they play at all the sporting events oh bro him bro him yes i don't know why i was having a brain fart but no those two songs are probably the most famous songs bro him and yeah and fuck authority dude the first i think I, five songs on this album are no because it goes into my god too i would say the first seven songs on this album are fucking absolute bangers perfect i mean they're great songs i wouldn't call them beyond bangers or anything like that they're they're not beyond really bangers they're really really good bangers time marches on they're really good. it opens and Land of the but Free. Once again, a band where all their songs pretty much sound the same. Oh, the Come world on, is a smoking gun and it's loaded. Fuck a thirty. <laughs> same song. <laughs> uh, the only the only songs that sound different are the ones that um, Jim didn't sing on. That's the one with Tolly or Stoli. Zoli. The Tolly. Zoli. Yeah. And those have some. That's that album has some bangers on no, it too. Uh, just stop. This is not. <laughs> All right, let's move on to some more punk stuffs. No effects. I picked up their seventh album, "So Long and Thanks for All the Shoes" from 1997. This is it for my No Effects collection. This is all I need. This is all I want. I have a you have like plenty 50, of No Effects. Fifteen now. No Effects albums. I have thirteen. Thirteen No so Effects. Way records. too many. Way too many. But that in, that includes live album, a couple live albums, a comp. Two comps, I think. And then the rest are studio records. 
so I, I'm good. I'm set. I'm. I love this album so long. Thanks for all the shoes. I think this is like kind of a forgotten, forgotten album outside of trying to keep. What is it? Keeping punk rock. Wait, well, I can't even. Think. Whoa, I'm whoa, having a brain slow down. Tonight. Slow down there, dude. Keeping punk rock elite. Wait, it's my job to. Oh my god, why? What is the name of that song? The, from this one. Yeah. From from it's my so job long? to keep punk rock elite. Yeah. yeah. My job to keep punk rock. My whatever. job to keep punk rock elite. That's a fucking banger of a song. I, 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 they're all bangers on this one. I think. I think when we see him live for their last show, because we've already committed to doing it. Uh, I think that they're gonna play because they, they they seem to be playing two full albums a night. So I think they're yep. gonna, I think they're gonna do Punk and Drublik, and then I think they're gonna do this one or Wolves. I hope it's Wolves. I, I that'd be okay with this. I saw that in San Diego they're playing this and the Decline in the, in their entirety. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. But that's San Diego. Gonna San Diego. So no. I mean, are they? I mean, are they playing like a different record for the last like four or five shows or? Two records or something? They haven't even announced the rest of this year or next year's shows. Like, they hmm. haven't even announced them yet. So, I just, I just don't, if they're going to play two albums, like, one is going to have to be Punk and Drublik. Like, that's, I feel like that is yeah, their most. without a doubt. That is them. So, Punk and Drum is going to be one of them. The other one is going to be the one that's, that's up in the air. And I think, like, So Long is far enough away from that Punk and Drublik, White Trash, Ribbed era to where it's kind of there. I hope they do like Pump of the Valium. That would be awesome. But I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll do Punk and Drublik no, and then will. Wolves or Punk and Drublik and so long. Well, he was Fat Mike was on a podcast uh, last week that I listened to. I forgot what podcast it was. But he was. T- they were talking about the the, the, tour, the last tour and the last shows and all that. And he did say that they're, they're probably going to play Heavy Petting Zoo in its entirety. And I think that's really fucking cool. At the last because show? Because I would... No, the, he didn't specify whether or not it was the last show. He said that they they're going to be playing it live, but he didn't say what show. Oh, nice. But I mean that that's like their most obscure, off the wall record. It's pretty crazy. I, I that'd be so cool to see them play that whole record live. Yeah, I don't think they could do it, but yeah, it'd be fucking rad. Because they hate that record. Yeah. Anyway, mm. that's that's what I have for no effects. And uh, the last thing I have here is from a band called Peter and the Test Two Babies. The album is called The Mating Sounds of South American Frogs. <laughs> this is their second record from 1983. This is, this is an English band. Um, they put out a lot of records. I never realized how many records they put out until this week. Uh, but this is the only one I've ever heard. And they're kind of, I don't want to say that they're obscure because they're really well known in the punk community. But outside of the punk community, that's they're nothing. And... The reason I heard about them was because they were the guys on Punk Till I Die podcast were talking about them, and they played one of their songs. I'm like, oh, dude, I really, really like this. And then I heard, um, I heard another song, the uh, Blown Out Again on the that Tony Hawk documentary, a few like a, oh, a that's year ago. What it was Man. yeah, I heard it on that. I'm like, oh, dude, this song is fucking great. So I shazammed it, and it was Blown Out Again. And then I just I listened to the record. And I'm like, dude, this is so goddamn good. It it, it does sound very British in parts. And I just, I love it. I love this album. And then you picked it up from Nichols. Yep. The good old Nichols. Except it pissed me off because the sticker that he, that he put on the, the cover, he put it on the actual cover, not on the plastic, which is fine. He does that all the time. But it had just enough adhesive to rip off a little bit of the paper on the cover. Oof. Otherwise, it's, it's like immaculate. And it's, it's an OG pressing. Was it? So, I, I don't remember how much you paid for, it, but whatever you paid for it, was it worth what you paid? Because it usually prices it really. It well. was. It was less. It was less. I think it was. I think I paid twenty two, and I think it goes for like forty something. Nice. Yeah. So I mean, it was a great fucking deal. Nice. But uh, but yeah, Peter and the Test Two Babies, great uh, great punk band, and um, not a lot of people know about them. I don't think. But anyway, I'm gonna play out blown again. I'm gonna play oh. blown out again from uh, from this band. So here we go.
Peter and the Test Two Babies with the song Blown Out Again from Peacehaven, England. No idea where that's at. Yeah, Sounds Peace made Haven, up. Peacehaven, sure. Peacehaven. <laughs> Skip probably knows where it is. Probably said it wrong, too. Probably down the street from where he lives. <laughs> it's funny, like, the one, the only thing he's, I, I think the only thing he's ever corrected us on is whenever we, we mispronounce the, a name of a town. Because oh, I, I called, I called, Burnmouth, and then when we did the, the Black Sabbath episode, I called it Shropshire, and he got really mad. What was the? Like, we're not hobbit. They're not hobbits. It's called like Shropshire or something like that. Shropshire, I think the Shire. Shropshire, oh, like the Shire. Shropshire. <laughs> I did too. Shropshire. It sounds so much cooler. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he'll probably get on our case about this too. Bringing it up again. A, re- a resident uh, a rage geography analyst. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So, what do you think of this song? Or do you do you like this band? Or I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. It takes a lot for me to English? like. Yeah. Honestly, like like the the music and the instrumentation kind of reminds me of of something like the Clash mixed with like the Dead Kennedys. Like it's yeah. got kind of like a surf rock vibe vibeage going on, but then it's also very like Clash sounding. But uh, I don't know. I just don't like the vocals. Kind of shouty. Kind of like oi sounding. Yeah, Whatever. it's very oi, very oi. And usually oi is something that, that I get tired of very, very quickly, but but this isn't like traditional oi, so it's like I can get through it. It's enjoyable. I, I only like yeah, oi music kind of when the Bouncing Souls are shouting oi. Yeah, oi. or oi to the world oi. from the Vandals, oi. not the No Doubt version. By the, by, by the No Doubts, yeah. No, not by the No Doubts. All right, so that's all I got for the vinyls, and uh, so let's move on to some new music. Sound good? Let's do it. Do you want to play any of these songs? Okay, you hate them all, that's fine. Uh, so let's start with some new albums that came out this week. Smashing Pumpkins put out the second part of their rock opera called Autumn. Uh, they put out part two, and part three is coming out in April, I believe, no, March. March. And um, did you listen to this or no? No, I was going to listen to it tomorrow, just because it's on Sunday. I was trying to catch up on some Green Day stuffs. Didn't have time. Uh, Too much didn't stuff to take care. With all the, yeah, with all that Green Day. Like, you didn't listen to enough Green Day already. Mm-hmm. Uh, this fucking guy. All right. Anyway, this is this is the second part. I like much more than the first. Um, overall, it's good. It's not definitely not their best by any means, but I enjoy it and I like the podcast that goes along with it. I think it's really interesting. So, uh, yeah. The next thing here, thrice. Uh, this is a really this is a surprise drop. Nobody knew this was happening. They actually went back and re-recorded their third album, The Artist in the Ambulance. Uh, every song redone. They have special guests on some of the songs. And uh, I think they did this because they're gonna well they're gonna be playing this album in its entirety uh, in the next couple months and I and obviously they're they're not the same band they were twenty years ago so I think they wanted to like kind of soften fans' expectations of the live performances so they they decided to to redo this record and honestly I like it I mean I prefer the old version but there's some aspects of this new recording that I prefer over the original so I I, I dug it. Did you get a chance to listen? Yeah, I I haven't canceled my my pre-order yet. I didn't really care for this all that much, but I think tomorrow also I'm going to re-listen to the OG and this one. But I just thought like okay. this didn't add anything for me. It, it it didn't do anything extra. So then why like why even buy it for me? You know. I feel like to me, I feel like vocally it's weaker, musically it's better, and a lot of like like. The the tones that that Tepe has with, with his guitar, and then I think the drums sound way better on this version. Um, but the vocals, yeah, because he doesn't scream as much. He doesn't have that same like power behind his voice that he does on the original. I mean, you'll and I think I think when you listen to him back and back to back, you'll you'll get it because you haven't listened to. I mean, you you haven't spent a ton of time with the original version. Not but for, I, for I, sure. I not it, since we did it. No. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think if you listen to him back to back to back you'll really get what i'm saying with the power behind his voice but i I dug it i pre-ordered it i'm stoked for it so i'm just happy to be here happy to have it so good 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 good. and uh and then you're gonna give me your your artist in the ambulance when i'm out there in march uh yeah i that's something i could do (laughs) yeah for nothing for no i can trade it it for nothing yeah that's fine just give it to me all right so let's move on um I put this on here. If you didn't listen, whatever, that's fine. I just wanted to bring it up because I thought it was really cool. Uh, this, the official Star Wars YouTube account 
every month for the last three or four months now, they've been putting up like a lo-fi, lo-fi music, like an hour, hour long, like lo-fi just music. And it's like kind of inspired by different parts from, of the universe of the Star Wars universe. And I really like, it. I like lo-fi music a lot. I mean, I don't know any artists who do it, but I just, every time I listen to it, I really, really dig it. And I listened to all, th- yeah, there were three of them and I listened to all three of them and I, I loved it. I really, really liked it. So I recommend everybody go go listen, especially if they enjoy the style of music. Hmm. Interesting. Check I, it out or no? I did listen to it. Oh, you did? Yeah. And it, was, it was great. It was fantastic. Oh, I you mean, did like it? Oh, yes. Lo-fi music is really good, but I think it's it's good because it's always it's always like accompanying with something like either like a video game soundtrack or, or some type of soundtrack in a movie or show. Yeah. Cause I also don't know any artists in like the lo-fi uh, category. The, the beach boys have done some stuff um, in, in the lo-fi stuff in like the seventies. Smiley smile, for instance, is one that's like a big lo-fi um, album that they did. I think yeah, smiley smile and the wild honey came right after both of those. So maybe go back and listen to smiley smile again. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. But the Beach Boys, man, it's it's the harmonize, the vocal harmonizing that completely kills anything cool about them. You're right. It does suck when there's multiple uh, singers harmonizing with each other in perfect pitch. Absolutely. It always it. sounds the fucking yeah, same, dude. I get it. Ugh. It's, an, it's cool for like 10 minutes, but after that, I'm over it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the last thing that came out here, Corn um, put out a live EP. Uh, from a, a concert that they did last year, uh, they played in, in a church in LA, and they did kind of like a strip, kind of a stripped down version of half of the new half of their new album Requiem. So this EP is called the Re- Requiem Mass Live EP. I didn't pre-order it because I don't think it's particularly good. Um, so I, I just I this this is like the worst corn record, and for them to only play songs from this, it's just. It's <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't care. I, I really don't. Cool. Probably one of the worst things they've ever done. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't listen to this, but now I don't feel bad because. You know. <laughs> just don't get your hopes up. It's fine. It's I whatever. don't have any hopes. Even if I do decide to listen to this, I have zero hopes for this. <laughs> Although if, it, if I saw it for like five bucks, I'd pick it up. <sighs> why? I would. Eh, why not? I'm a collector. I'm a collector you are. of you and Sloan are collectors. It's fine though. So were you? You were talking about buying CDs. Get the fuck out of here. Did I though? Did I? You, did I? If you've thought did about I? it, you're gonna do it eventually. That's not true. You will, especially nope. if I got behind it and I started doing it. You 100 percent would start oh. buying them. Bullshit. You would too. No, you don't. No, I wouldn't. No, never. Yeah, you would. not gonna do it. All right. Anyway, some new songs that were released this week. Slipknot, for whatever reason, put out a new song called Bone Church. You hear that? You listen to this one? Yeah, that was a good thing you said too. Like for whatever reason, because I just didn't care. Just meh. <laughs> no, the song was meh. forgettable. Hundred percent forgettable. Yeah. Is I just I don't. Uh, what is going on, Slipknot? Yeah. What is going on is right. This. Sure. What is going on, Slipknot? Um. The, the so the next song here is from this band called The Ongoing Concept. I really like this band. I think that what they've kind of done making their records in the past has been really cool. They have some really cool aggressive songs and they got back together. The brothers got the three brothers got back together and uh, they put out this rec- or they put out a new song called Prisoner again and a new album comes out the end of March. And I, I like this. It's not the best thing they've ever done, but it's uh, it has it's aggressive where it needs to be aggressive. It's a little too melodic for me, but I thought it's I thought it was a solid song. What do you think of it? Uh, it's okay. I mean, I, uh, it's I just it's metalcore, man. I, I don't remember what the sounds like to be honest. <laughs> it's metalcore. It's no metal idea. Core. Okay. What? But is it like? Is it like Isley dying metalcore, or is it like Isley no, dying kills no, metalcore? It's neither of those. It's it's closer to like I don't want to say B two Bam because that's way too progressive. But people have people have compared them to like well they've compared their live performances to to Dillinger and BT Bam and stuff like that. But I don't know. It's good. I enjoy it. They're a good band. So right. uh, the last thing here is uh, the band Ghost put out a song with Joe Elliott from Def Leppard. Weird combination. It's called Spillways. And it was a decent Ghost song. Yeah, it was, it was good. I enjoyed listening to it. Did you think it was boring? I don't remember what it sounds like. <laughs> so yes, I, yeah, I thought it was boring. <laughs> All boring stuff for you today. Yep. 
All right. Well, I mean, that that's honestly, that's all I got for the pod, for this episode of the pod. You have anything else? That is it for me. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why my uh, song didn't. Well, that's refresh. good. We're not, we're not prepared. That's awesome. We're not even drinking either. Mm-hmm. Not prepared. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to the podcast. Go to, uh, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Keep listening to all your friends because we're the best. And that's it. That's all. Are oh, you ready? Cornelius.